This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to, into your lives. And today we have a very special person, a special guest who uh, in 2012 at the age of 36, who was a dedicated smoker, overeater, uh, Kate Young decided to try running for the first time ever. Um, and with the support of Operation Move community that she created in the process, Kate has reshaped her body in her entire life. Two years on, uh, she's no longer a smoker and no longer overeating and full of confidence and understanding that she can do anything or any of us can do anything if you just put your mind to it. So thank you and welcome to the show, Kate Young. Thank you so much for having me. Kate, um, you've been a longtime listener of The Wellness Guys, so thank you very much uh, for that. And uh, we're really interested in your story because it's uh, an empowering story that a lot of our listeners would be you know, going through themselves. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background before you started Operation Move. Um, so you know, before 2012, tell us um, you know, your background history because you have four kids, I think. I do. I've got four kids. Um, look, I was, I was the kid at primary school who was picked last for teams and I was, you know, I was a fat kid and I, so I grew up with, um, an understanding that I was not athletically capable. I was the smart kid in the library. I was that one. And, you know, we all know that kid. Um, and I think when you develop that belief quite young, you just, that's what you believe. That's who you think you are and what you think you're capable of. And so I didn't really try anything athletically growing up through, um, going through my teenage years and things like that. And then I, um, you know, went to uni and I was a teacher before I had children and had my first child when I was 26. And in the time since, I've had another three. Um, so basically 10 years of pregnancies means a lot of weight gain, a lot of changes to your body and also can make some really big changes about um, how you feel yourself feel about yourself I think for many women um so obviously I was kind of dealing with those changes and on top of that uh in 2011 my third child my son was diagnosed with autism and that kind of uh was a it really was a hard thing for us to process at the time and I did slip into um, a mild depression and one of the things that as I was dealing with that was I thought, you know, I have to, there has to be a way to help me deal with this. I have to, I have to be able to escape from my life a little bit and process what's going on with that and how I can best help my son. And so I thought, you know, I've known people who've done that couch to 5k thing. I'll give it a go. It, it can't hurt to give it a go. I've, I can walk. Of course, I can try and run. And I really didn't expect to succeed. And I think had I not uh, called on my social media community to um, kind of hold me accountable, I wouldn't have succeeded. But because as I went along, I would I would tweet how I was going or I'd say something on my Facebook page and people would say, you know, it would cheer me on and say, hey, you're really doing this. And it really um, gave me a sense of, of the difference having a, a community of people can make to keeping you going. And by the stage that I realized I could do it by myself. I changed how I felt myself about myself so completely. Um, and I just, I wanted to be able to share that with other people. 
That's fantastic. That's awesome. And along your journey, Kate, have you found that many people have wanted to join in and do the same thing as what you've been doing? Have they, you know, started doing the Couch to 5Ks or, you know, is, is it more that you're leading by example now and they're asking you questions? Yeah, it's a bit of both really. Like we're not um, specifically a group that's just for runners, but I think because um, many of us are runners, we do attract people who want to learn to run. And we actually run our own programs as well now where we support people through that process. So they've got that kind of instant community that I had to go out and look for. So, so Kate, for you, when you first started, um, what was your biggest challenge? Like was it the physical side of it? Was it the mental side of it? Like what really challenged you at the start? Oh, do you know, I think it was both. I mean, physically, because I was still smoking when I started running and that's, you realise really quickly what an impact that has on your lungs. Um, you know, it should be self-evident, but it's not. And when you've done it since, I started smoking when I was 17. So I smoked for 20 years by the time I gave up. And it's just such a normal thing for you to do. But when you do something new like running, you really do feel it really quickly, the impact it's having on your body. Um, but yeah, mentally, it's definitely a challenge as well. It's that little voice inside you that says, you can't do this, you know, just why are you even trying? And it's it's learning to say to that voice, you know what, I can and I will. You know, Kate, I, I'm, really interest, I'm really interested in the, the trigger. You know, was it a multiple series of triggers that kind of go like, you need to do this, you need to do that, or you need to change? Or is it like one specific event that just go and like, that's the thing that I need to, you know, that, that's it. I'm moving. I got to do something. Yeah, I think it, it was really building up over time. I know in the time leading up to my son's autism diagnosis, I'd felt for a while um, like I just I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't physically do nothing. I felt in my body that I was heavy and sluggish and um, I'm, I'm a relatively lean build, so I, I wasn't particularly big, but I just felt big and puffy and not – I wasn't comfortable in myself and I couldn't keep up with my kids. And then when um, – when my son was diagnosed and I had this mental shift around that as well, I thought I have to do something that's really going to help me cope with that. And the advantage of running is while you're running, you can't really think about things until you get a bit better at it. I can now, (laughs) but at the time it was just that, you know, one foot in front of the other. So I really kind of feel like his diagnosis was the catalyst that got me going in the end. Mm. And just wondering, oh, oh, Lawrence, you've got two questions. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I thought, just making sure you're not on mute. That's out of, that's out of order. I feel a little bit lost. Oh, <laughs> Kate, I was going to ask, um, because many people use uh, an impetus to get them going. And so they, mm-hmm. you, your catalyst was your boy with autism and off yep. you went. You thought, I've got to change. I've got to get off the spokes. I'm going to run a mile. I'm going to run and all these. I'm going to turn my life around. Mm-hmm. Now that you've done that, yeah. What what keeps you motivated now? Because, you know, I'm sure that we're a number of years on. Um, yeah. The shock of the autism diagnosis is no longer necessarily the immediate impetus or, or motivation. What's actually motivating you now? Um, there are a few things. I think um, I, I keep shifting the goalposts on myself. I'm, I get bored easily. I'm a bit flighty like that. Um, so last year I'd said, right, I'm going to run a half marathon. So I did the training for that and um, – this year, I'm, I've just started training for my first full marathon, so I'm shifting those physical goalposts. I don't think I'm going to be a person who runs many, many marathons, but, you know, I really like to do one. And then, you know, having done that, I'll set myself other kind of challenges. But the other thing that really keeps me going now is because I do have um, this community that we've built is watching other people um, 
there's a point you get to, I think, that most people probably get to where they realise that they can do it. It's this real light bulb and it's not – they don't need someone else pushing them anymore. They yeah. can just do it themselves. Um, and I think it's seeing that in other people. I mean, that's an amazing thing to be witness to. And sure. you know, if that doesn't keep you going, nothing will. <laughs> yeah, that's and, a great point. And Kate, you talked about the, the social media side of it when you first mm-hmm. started. And I guess that sort of accountability aspect of it, it sounds like that's a pretty big part of what you do now with, with Operation Move. Can you talk about you know, why you think accountability is so important and how that really helped you at the start of your journey? Yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons I chose running over something else is that there was a woman I followed on Twitter at the time whose name was Zoe and she'd forever be tweeting, oh, I ran, you know, eight kilometres and it would just come up as an auto tweet and I would think she must be out of her mind. But she was someone who I actually really had a lot of time for and respected. Um, and as it turns out, she's actually my business partner now as well and one of my closest friends. But it made me realise that if I, when it, the first few times I ran and I'd put out a tweet saying, you know, I, I ran 30 seconds out of half an hour and one or two people would come back and say, wow, that's really good. And the feeling you get from that when I wasn't, the days I didn't feel like doing it, um, I'd kind of, I'd, I'd get out there and I'd run and in my head I'd be composing the tweet I was going to send. Sometimes that was enough to keep me going and if, and just thinking to myself, I still do it now actually on my really long runs when I'm a bit over it, I'll be thinking, oh, but when I finish, I can say, look, I just smashed this distance and I know people are going to come back and go, go you. And, you know, like with four kids and I'm, I'm at home and I run a business from home, but I don't often have people saying, you're really awesome. So it's nice to hear that sometimes. Mm. It's it's weird, hasn't it? Has uh, how the social media has uh, landscape has changed that? Because you know, previously, you know, say ten, fifteen years ago, you would just have to rely on your friends or the people yeah. around you to kind of support you. And and chances are, if you didn't hang out with people who are like you, then it's going to be very difficult to yeah. kind of elevate to the next level. Now you have social media, so you can actually you know talk to strangers, and strangers will be kind of you know encouraging you to take that next step. So which is cool. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges and mental ro- roadblocks for you? during this journey you know there's got to been some like you know once you made the side to run i'm sure there's got to been some sort of roadblocks throughout the last two years what what, what yeah. were they and how did you overcome it um the, the decision to quit smoking this it sounds ridiculous but you know anyone who's um battled any addiction will know that it's not a simple thing to do and i came to a point when i was i started training for my first half marathon that i realized i had to get off them i couldn't do both um and the idiocy of doing a great run and feeling awesome and then going and having, you know, a huge coffee and a cigarette straight after just got too much for my head. Um, but it but it was really hard. And in the end, it took my sister daring me. She gave up chocolate for um, the better part of half a year. She said, oh, I'm going to give up chocolate because it's not doing me any good if you can do this. And she didn't say do it forever. She said she gave me an end date, which was New Year's Day. She said, just quit smoking until then and I'll quit chocolate until then. And she knows how to press my button, so I did. <laughs> a dare's always going to get me to do something. But it was it was hard. But then having done that and in the time since then run three half marathons, I realised how, how much smoking was um, mentally stopping me from doing so much in my life because I had so much guilt around it. It changed how I felt about myself as a person. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's unreal. So obviously um, running – 
smoking, you know, you've given that the butt, you've, you know, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And what else have you changed? Have you changed your diet? Have you changed um, your sleeping habits? Have you, what else have you had to change? Because there's people listening to this right now that uh, may have maybe just quit smoking themselves or they may be just starting to embark on exercise and, uh, and they might be wondering, well, what else do I have to change in order to be as good as what Kate is? Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> um, look, my eating habits have changed, but it's almost been by accident. They didn't to start with. Um, but as I started running more as well, I thought, you know, I want to get better at it. And I, I lost about um, eight kilos last year um, deliberately. And it wasn't for the first time in my life. It wasn't because I wanted to look a certain way. It was because I wanted to see if I could run faster without the extra weight. And I could. And obviously to lose weight you need to change how you eat and originally I did the diet thing and um, that didn't work for me long term which I think it never works long term so I started looking yeah it's not it's not a way to live your life (laughs) so you know I started looking at other things and um, I guess these days you'd say we subscribe pretty much to um, clean eating and whole foods and um, stuff like that you know it's not not paleo, but I'd say Prime, that's the closest Prime. thing too. Yeah, um, but yeah, real food, not nice. packaged stuff, and yeah, and and that's something that's impacted on my whole family. And look, we're not we're not perfect. It's probably eighty twenty, but it's a lot better than it used to be, and it has made a big difference to what I'm able to do. And it's impacted our whole lives. I mean, I do sleep better than I used to, and I just feel better. I'm such a I'm a much happier person for it. I think. That sounds great, Kate. Well done. It's it's great to see Thanks. when those changes start flowing through into the rest of your life as well, and and how it can just change mm. everything. You know, the way you move, the way you think, the way you you know your energy levels, the way you deal yeah. with your kids. You know, it really flows into that that whole yeah. rest of your life. So, Kate, I reckon there's probably a whole bunch of people listening to this podcast who are right back where you started your journey, thinking, mm-hmm. well, maybe I should start thinking about doing it. Maybe I should get up and go for a run. And so if you were talking to yourself right back at the start and you could just yeah. give yourself three bits of advice, you know, of, of perhaps how you could do it differently or how you could do it better or, or whatever, and what would be the three bits of advice you'd love to give yourself from right where you started? Um, the first thing I would say is find someone else who is at the same stage as you are. Find someone else who wants to do this as well. Find a buddy because it, it just makes it so much easier if you've got someone else who is waiting for you to say, oh, have you done your run today? I've done my run today. Um, that accountability is everything at the start, I think. Um, so, yeah, community, find a friend, something like that. Um, and it can be in real life, it can be online. There's so many options available there. Um, secondly, gosh, do you know, that's such a big one that I can't, don't know if I can even think of another two. <laughs> um, well, let's, go, let's continue on the first one while you think of the other two. Yeah. You know, what are some of the ways to find friends or people or social group that will kind of keep you inspired that are sort of similar to, you know, or will support you through the journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've, I mean, obviously I've got my um, my website, which is called operationmove.com.au and that is a community of people who are moving and starting to move and things like that. And we have different options there, but there are also, even if you're someone who loves Twitter, 
you can always search different hashtags like running. And they're quite specific ones these days as well. Like there's women who run hashtag, which is a lovely one. Um, and there are various running mums ones. And so you can get quite specific with hashtags and you're likely to find something on Twitter. And similarly with Facebook these days as well. There are also numerous um, Facebook groups. One of the things we run with our program is we do have a Facebook group as well, which is open to anyone. So you can just come and have a chat with, you know, whoever and it's, you know, completely free and you can find out who's doing similar things to you Hmm, that's a twitter i never even thought about that that's a great call great call um what about um for you obviously one of the things you know if you were to speak to your former self would be um the motivation to even say that this is possible you know what would you say about in terms of that yeah and it's such a mindset shift um especially when you've got kind of a lifetime of conditioning telling you it's not possible and i think that it's it's baby steps it's starting at the start it's not putting your runners on and going, right, I'm going to run for half an hour and then feeling so revolting and stressed out and like you haven't achieved anything at the end that you never want to do it again. You know, go out, go for a walk for half an hour and then a couple of days later go for a walk and maybe jog 100 metres. It's really that incremental building up so that at every step you're getting a success out of it and you're feeling good about yourself. That's nice. I like that, Kate. And, you know, baby steps all the time. It always works. I I learned that from my (laughs) wife. Actually, uh, she taught me the whole baby step thing, so that's pretty good. Hey, just thinking. Um, obviously, you've got a you've got your community, you've got your support group, you've got your friends, you've got those people around you, which is fantastic. And obviously, your family—they're a very important part of maintaining motivation. Yeah. Um, have you found it? Have you found that some of your family have kind of gone, or your friends have kind of gone? Oh, you know what? It's too hard. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I had to go and find almost new family. Yeah, yeah. I think that's maybe always going to happen. I think as well, um, look, I'll say this as an ex-smoker. When I was smoking and you have, if you have a friend who's a smoker and they quit smoking, there's a part of you, an awful part that you don't even like to acknowledge that kind of hopes it doesn't work for them because then you feel less bad about yourself still smoking. And I think it's a similar thing. With, um, with fitness. So yeah. when people realize that you're not just on this fitness kick, that it's actually a lifestyle change and it's something that you're going to keep doing, they take it on board as something um, that they're doing wrong. And it's not about anyone else. Like when I go for a run, if I tweet, look, I've just run 10Ks in this time, it's a PB. I'm not saying that to make anyone else feel bad. It's because I feel really good. And I think um, other people – so there there are people that I've kind of lost along the way, which is really upsetting. But at the same time, I feel that, um, you know, I'm here to celebrate other people's successes and I would hope that people who care about me can celebrate mine as well. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's just about creating that tribe around you, isn't it? Surrounding yourself with Absolutely. the right people and, and yep. spending, the, you know, the majority of your time with those right people because that makes a yep. big difference. So, yep. um, Kate, I'm just looking on your website and one of the things I'm seeing there is, is an article on how to move or moving with kids. Uh, yep. And I just thought that would be a great thing to talk about because there would be a lot of parents out there, a lot of mums out there yeah. wanting to incorporate some exercise. You know, what tips have you got for them as to how they can fit it into their busy schedules? Sure. And look, it's one of the things that I think I used as an excuse for so long, especially with four kids. That's an awesome excuse, having four kids. And I've got a shift working husband as well. So, you know, all the awards for that. Um, I think 
the key thing is to be flexible. Um, like for me, if I want to go for a run and one of my kids is sick or um, and can't go, like they get a care one day or two days a week. So, you know, if, if things like that interrupt your plans, you've got to be flexible and think of other ways you can do things. And there are so many things you can do at home with kids. There are some really great apps for smartphones that have 20-minute, half-hour workouts that are really great to do. I do a couple of those, um, you know, in the mornings during the week. I get up personally really insanely early in the morning and get stuff done in the morning because that's that's what suits me best um and so I you know I find the time there and I think the key is to create the time because it's there um and you've if, if it's a priority for you you'll find a way to do it another great thing that I do with my best friend is we tag team so um every monday morning we go to one of our houses and we take it in turns going for a run and the other one watches the kids Hmm. and the kids are so happy because they've got a regular play date and we're stoked because we get our runs in so yeah you've just got to think outside the square sometimes i think that's a great that's a great uh idea you know just having your friend to swap friends and uh swap babysitting so so you can actually go work out that's uh, definitely thinking outside the box um you know i'd love to go back to the parts of when you were talking about you know you suffered through depression before all of this started um Mm -hmm. and you know from a lot of people who have you know had you know days of sadness and things what what are some of the routine like daily routines or daily things that you would do to kind of keep your you know head staying focused on you know positive moments and also making sure that you're moving ahead and how do you how do you get yourself out of that when you do have those type of thoughts again um yeah look i've got a number of rituals these days to help support my mental health my first one obviously is running um if i'm feeling really ordinary and if there's any way i can do it i'll get out for half an hour in the fresh air and the sunshine whether i'm running or walking and i i truly believe that is the best thing you can do just to reset your thought processes um, so for me, that's a really key thing. Um, other things I need to do every now and then I need to put myself in timeout. <laughs> I don't put my children in timeout, but I do put myself in timeout occasionally, which for me means, um, often just, um, just, you know, even five minutes to myself in the bedroom, I might light a candle. I use essential oils as well, because that, that's something that works in helping me calm down if I'm feeling um, a bit overly tense or aggro or if we've had a rough day with the kids or things like that. Um, But, yeah, look, honestly, I think sunshine and fresh air is just the answer to so many things. And obviously it's not going to solve a deep depression, but just taking yourself out of the situation where your frustration's rising, where you can feel that you're struggling and having the time to reset where your head's going can make a really big difference, I think. So, Kate, who have you got on your team? I mean, we obviously, we've mentioned your family. Uh, yeah. And, and at some point you said that you did get, go into depression um, yep. and you, you had to find your way out of that. Obviously, um, exercise is part of that. Did you have other mm-hmm. people on your team to actually help you with that or was it just the wellness guys helped you there? Or, you know, how did oh, you go? Heaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm really... I'm really lucky to be well supported. My husband is amazing. Um, he's a, as I mentioned before, he's a shift worker, so we work around funny hours and stuff. But he's he's been my greatest support for the 15 years I've known him for everything I've done. Um, so he was really my rock when things got a bit rocky. Um, but I've also look a lot of my friends these days who probably were there for me through most of that actually are people who are in different parts of the country, but I'm close to online. 
and having that easy access as well, because we live in country Victoria and my family's not that close by. We do have a few friends here, but a lot of our friends are in Melbourne. Um, but, but the best thing about, you know, this technology that we've got these days is I can jump on Facebook and, and, you know, grab one of them and go, look, I'm really having a really rough day. Can you just help me work through whatever? Whereabouts in country Victoria are you? Um, we are just not far from Ballarat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's cold where I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's been a bit cold here of late Adelaide too, Kate. So you're not, you're not the only one who's feeling, the, uh, feeling <laughs> the chill a little bit. So, Kate, let's, let's have a bit of a chat about Operation Move. I mean, how does it work? How can people use that to support themselves on their journey towards getting fitter and getting healthier? Yeah, we've got lots of different options. Um, we do have our Facebook, we've got a Facebook page um, where we kind of just share what we're up to and people can kind of interact with us there. But we also have a Facebook group, which you can search for, which is an open group that anyone is welcome to join um, if they're looking for some support and friendship. It's a really lovely place to be. Um, aside from that, for people who are looking for specific help, we actually offer um, courses. We've got registrations open at the moment, um, which we've kind of broken into sections. We've got one that's called Get Moving for people who are completely new to exercise. Um, we've got one that's called Learn to Run for people who are obviously wanting to learn to run and one that's called Event Training for people who have um, learned to run and, and that's specifically for people who are wanting to train for a 10K or a half marathon or a marathon and want some community in doing it. Kate, I mean, obviously you have your own blog called Kate Says Stuff. And uh, I mean, you were, mm -hmm. you appeared on Runner's World magazine and also on Women's Running, you know, yep. and you guys are blogging all the time, also with Zoe as well. And, um, you know, with all this blogging and actually just getting out there and just speaking your mind and, and your experiences that you're going through, how has that helped you in regards to um, not storing up the emotion and just allowing people to kind of get a taste of, you know, this is real life and this is who I am and you know, just getting through that part of dealing with four kids and family and running and all that stuff. Yeah, I think um, personal blogging is such a humanizing thing. And I know a number of people who have um, followed my Operation Move journey have come with me from the start. They've been following my own blog, which started in, um, gosh, start of 2012. So it's been around for a while now. And I was, was blogging before that as well and somewhere else. So there are people online who've known me online for, you know, a decade now. Um, I think because I'm, I'm honest on my blog, I'm not – I don't tell everything because there's a lot of things that aren't for sharing, but I'm honest about the realities of life with four kids. It's not always roses. Um, living with autism can be challenging. Um, and I think because people can see that I'm not sitting there going, you know, I'm, I'm not a fitness model. I'm not someone who is able to go to the gym for hours every day. Fitness is important to me, but it, it is around um, my life and my children are my priority, obviously. So I think um, people knowing that it really helps them understand that that they can do this kind of things I'm doing too. If I If I can do them, they can do them. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> 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 Sorry, guys. I think we were all on mute, just waiting for someone to jump in. Yeah. Hey, um, 
Kate, I'm really curious about the learning to run aspect of it. Um, yeah. You know, I've just started doing some some running workshops with Kim Morrison, teaching some sort of minimalist running technique. And I'm just wondering, you know, is that the sort of stuff you're doing? And you know, you're getting into. Is it more about just how to get out and run, or is it actually like getting into the technique of how, like, you know, the the actual nitty gritty of it? Or is it more just this is how you can get started? Yeah, no, it's really um, you can run. Yeah, it's really getting started and it's it's a program that offers um, a kind of structured build-up. The goal of the program, it's 12 weeks and at the end of it, our hope would be that the majority of people are able to run for 20 minutes to half an hour regularly. And from there, because we do talk a lot in in our groups about um, minimalist running, um, Zoe actually ran her last half in minimalist footwear and nice. – um, so we do, yeah, we do talk a lot about technique and and various things because it's something that I think can make a huge difference to your likelihood of injury and you know no one wants to go there. <laughs> so what shoes do you wear? Personally, I wear Nikes. Tell Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I know. I, right. I tried to I tried to transition to minimalist footwear last year and I did it too fast and I hurt myself. And yeah, I've been there, done that. That's okay. Yeah, and I, you know, I've learnt my lesson, so I will try again at some stage. But yeah, but yeah, Zoe's got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, last question, Kate. Um, you know, your family, you got the four beautiful kids, and mm-hmm. um, those kids obviously look up to you. What do you want? What kind of legacy do you want to leave for the kids and and for the people that uh, follow you? Do you know? I feel. Um, in a lot of ways that that's the that's the biggest gift of Operation Move it's not even for the community it's for my children when I started it I, I, I literally couldn't keep up with them and my my son my oldest son who's now 10 he's he's he plays footy he's extremely fit and sporty and we, he said to me a few weeks ago you know can we go for a run I said yeah okay you know and so we went for a run and I can run further than him and that was like a huge moment of pride for me mm. <laughs> But them seeing me doing this stuff, I mean, he was always going to be naturally sporty, but my other children, not so much. And I can see already in my daughter that maybe she had the um, propensity to not be drawn to that the way I was as a kid. Whereas now, you know, she's more involved because I'm doing it. She wants to give it a go as well. And she can see that I value it and it makes me feel good. Um, And that's something that I didn't grow up with. So I didn't have that understanding. So I think that's a huge gift to give your children, the, the knowledge that moving, it's not about how you look it's about how it makes you feel that's great i mean for you to be able to be mentor to your kids um and change the world that way it's it's an amazing back uh, it's just a story and you know the re- one of the reasons why we brought you on kate is just because your story is amazing you have no formal background in fitness um you know in, in childhood or you know through growing up and you were able to you know do something absolutely amazing not just you know change your life your own life and but um but now you're able to help other people do it and so you know for all the listeners out there just to say hey any you know anybody can actually just step up they just got to choose to do so so thank you so much uh, kate for uh joining us on the show could you let people know where they can find out more information about you and operation move sure um you can find us at www.operationmove.com.au that's our main site um you can also find us on facebook at um, facebook.com slash op and from there you can find all our other little bits and pieces and we'd love to have you share our journey as well that's great thank you so much for being on the show kate Thank you. Guys, uh, join us on Facebook and uh, keep this conversation going. Tell us uh, what you think about uh, Kate's story and her journey. And um, while you're there on Facebook, like us on Facebook, share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. And subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Leave a five-star rating and uh, comment there on too as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. 
Hi, Lawrence Tamry from The Wellness Guy Show and the Inside the Champion's Mind. The Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2014 for not only one, but two days of powerhouse wellness with your favorite wellness couch host and Australian's wellness elite. Join us at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16th and Sunday, August 17th for inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Regular tickets are $297, but for strictly limited time, we have 150 seats available for just 247. Hurry up, because the first 150 tickets when we went on sale sold out in 48 hours. So be quick. Join us at the two-day live event that will change your life forever. Tickets now are on sale at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.